Welcome back, people. This is Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast. I'm your boy, Mr. Prez. And with me always... It's your boy Cash, a.k.a. Exec P. What's happening, good people? Oh, bringing that energy. I like Got it. Got to, man. Got All to. Right. Go ahead and run it down, Cash. Tell the new people what we what we about. Oh, for sure. For sure, Prez. Hey, we're Don't Sleep on the Couch Podcast, a podcast about music, life, sports, and everything else that goes on into the culture. So you'll hear us talking about movies. You'll hear us talking about books. You'll hear us talking about elections, so on and so forth. Anything that's out there, we'll touch it if it's relevant to the culture. And relevant to us, of course. So that's what Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast is about. Anything else, Prez? Anything no, else? No, no, that's it. You hit it perfectly, man. With that, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, man, over the weekend, man, we HBO Max dropped another banger, The Little Things, mm. starring Denzel Washington, which was an excellent film. We're going to try to not do a real spoiler alert here, but we're just going to highlight how great of a movie it was and how good it is that HBO Max is still, you know, they, they two for two now, right? In my opinion, they two for two. Uh, next up, we got sports, man. We Chad Wheeler is one of those things that happen in sports that's unfortunate that we're going to touch on. Of course, you know we got the Super Bowl 55 breakdown, DSC podcast style, and much more, much more in the sports realm. We also we also got some music. Yes, we, we also do. got some music. It was a slow week in music, but as always, President and I are definitely going to come with something as a recommendation for you. So you're not going to go a week without listening to some fire, all right? We also got a question from Wale. He, he, he hollered at us directly. <laughs> <laughs> directly. Uh, directly. At, at DSC. And yeah, so pretty much what we're <laughs> going to talk about in regards to his question is he asked on Twitter is, you know, do all songs sound the same nowadays? You know, so does that make it hard to, to get on or for you to kind of filter do the BS that is music? And last but not least, it's kind of music, but it's, it's other culture. Unfortunately, we're going to briefly touch on the sexual assault allegations and rape by T.I. and Tiny. So that's that's the show for today, man. Okay, 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 man. Per the usual, hey, we want to thank our Patreon supporters. Y- y'all have constantly like just had held us down since day one on a lot of this stuff. It's helping pay for a lot of this stuff. You hear our sound, our sound just keep improving. Uh, Cash is stepping up that promo game over here. We're trying to get people like hey, if you get a shirt or something off our uh, Teespring, go ahead and add us on any social media. We'll get you out there. We'll go ahead and put you front and center for that. Thank you for your support on that portion. And if you do want to support us, if you're not a Patreon supporter and you want to help us out a little bit, you can go over to www.patreon.com forward slash DSC underscore podcast. Cash always with it. Promo King over here. <laughs> hey, I'm man, trying you. to get paid. Hey, but we got three different tiers. We got a $3 and $5 and $10 tier. Uh, this month is going to be the first month of our uh, Zoom call with uh, the Patreons on the third Saturday of this month. So, that about says it all, man. Like, like I said, appreciate the ones that are supporting. If you would uh, like to continue to support, we're almost up to the point where we're covering all our revolving calls. If you can get us there, we'll really appreciate it. And once again, uh, on YouTube, if you're if you're listening on this on audio, please go to our YouTube channel, hit subscribe. We're trying to get those numbers up and uh, keep that going up this year. So, for sure, that's sure. what we got. Hey, man, we start off on a somber note. No, 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 no. It's February first. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Black History Month, Happy baby. Black History Month. Hey, hey. I don't know if that's, that's a thing. We're going to make a thing. Hey, hey. <laughs> it's not a somber note. I, I was going to say it's something totally different. We'll, we'll get back to that. We'll but get back to that. A- absolutely, man. Absolutely. If you can see me on YouTube, I'm sporting my, my Black Love t-shirt <laughs> from Uncle Boobies, man. Shout out to them, man. Yeah, 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 man. I'm like... 
good uh what they coffee and books coffee or? and books uh i mean i just i buy merch books from them yeah just just because and i love their recommendations so i may get to the book when i get to the book ultimately but i per i purchase it just based off their recommendations and typically they don't miss when they recommend so uh let's, let's spend a second a little bit and let's talk about like what do you feel about Black History Month? How do you feel? Do, is it warranted? Do you appreciate it? Do you like learn something new every year? Or yeah, it's all, it's always a year of reflection. It's always a, a time and reflection, a, a year of embracing. Not a year of embracing, but a, a time to embrace everything. Black entrepreneurs, uh, Black history in terms of all the things that I've, I learned. Some even though these memes and all that stuff kind of get corny at times, but. I read them. I take the time to read them and learn little nuggets here and there because for years and years while we were going to school, those type of things were trapped long away from our textbooks. I, I so, was going to ask you about that. Like, because I know Mobile, Alabama, man, that's that's one thing they didn't do. They didn't, like, like teach us a lot of the black history. They kind of glossed over it or, you know, there'd be a little... Uh, facetious with it you know what i'm talking about oh why we gotta have a black history month like should be just like everything else do we have a white history month like like come on man you're missing the point it's because like the 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 textbooks and stuff are missing a lot of that stuff and a lot of the heroes that we do have up in there are people to look up to is uh like I, i don't know if you pay attention to this but i do it's like we got malcolm x they talk about martin luther king jr uh but when they put those they talk about ali but, you know, when they actually putting up those stuff around them, they they tend to show a lot of the video that's on the negative side of it instead of them. And then eventually lead with the speech or something like this or them getting shot or, you know, uh, they'll put up the picture of Malcolm X with the gun at, at his house. Not not saying that people were throwing stuff in his house and everything. Just kind of sending off that bad little message at the same time they try to a militant Of a militant. Like yeah, a villain. Like they trying to build you up. So... Uh, yeah, like I was saying, like, so in Alabama, man, like, it was missing a lot from the textbooks. I felt like some of the stuff that they had put up in there or they constantly talked about and actually held black history to what it should be, like, I would have achieved so much more or, or I would have wanted to, to achieve in certain areas that I thought was kind of, like, shut off from me. You know, everybody say, yeah, like we said, everybody say that you can be a president and all this little stuff went back in the day, but that, that wasn't nobody out there seeing that. And lo and behold, man, like, uh, I know one I didn't learn about until, like, years later after I left. Uh, they they kind of been putting a spotlight on him as of recently, back in, like, I think, like, he got a big settlement, early teens or late teens, little portion that he got. It was uh, Lonnie Johnson. Okay. I don't know if you know about this no, guy. No, no, I haven't heard So of Lonnie Johnson, he's from Mobile, Alabama. The guy went to Williamson High School. Williamson High School is down uh, deeper in Mobile. And uh, this school, like, he was part of the last segregated class to go there. Left there, went to Tuskegee, got his master's in uh, mechanical engineering, uh, mm -hmm. I think it was, or nuclear, nuclear engineering. And then he went on to the Air Force, keep doing his thing. Then he went from there to start working for NASA. And then, lo and behold, this dude ended up creating the, the super soaker. Right, right, right. Yeah, but never, never found out about that till later on. And well, into my adulthood, I found out about that and played with them for summers on end. Yeah, never, never known that a black man created that. I mean, that's that's our childhood. That was like those things popped off. I wanted to say like ninety, ninety one. That's when it was popping. Up. Yeah, and I think that's when it came out. With um, the jetpacks. Yeah, <laughs> and and lo and behold, now think if you told a child from 
Mobile, Alabama, that, hey, you know, this, this was created by a black man in Mobile, Alabama, and he's getting X and X amount of money on the dollar for this. You know, he's getting his uh, royalty look cut out of it and everything. I mean, like you said, like in my growing up, like we had the Malcolm X Boulevards, the Mount, um, Martin Luther King Boulevards and, and, and all that. Like the amount of schools throughout Brooklyn and just New York City in general, they were there was a ton of them, shit ton of them named after uh, influential black leaders. So like that wasn't that didn't fall upon us. However, what was taught in the school wasn't always the same thing. You had Benjamin Banneker, but you had the namesake, but you didn't always have the education um, Mm -hmm. piece of it. So that was lacking. And of course, in certain schools, like it just wasn't available in terms of the quality education. So they were just kind of pushing you through to do what you needed to do for the state, but not necessarily taking the time to teach that part of history, which unfortunately you have to learn on your own as you, as you grow up and, and probably still today, you, you know, some kids at school, I know my kid that black history, it yeah, yeah, don't it's, exist. It's still now, and like I was saying, like uh, Lonnie Johnson, he didn't stop at the super soaker. He also created a Nerf gun. So like every time that y'all sitting there having a, a super soaker war or a Nerf gun war with your with your kids and everything, just remember like that right there was created by the black by a black man. So make sure you you inform your kids on that, you know, so they can actually want to achieve these things. Like get do a little bit delving into the history and actually like try to find stuff in Black history. That's what I try to do: find stuff in Black History Month and kind of reinforce it, even if the school ain't doing it. Because I know, like I said, it was always. Martin Luther King, and but they're gonna they're gonna show the negative connotation along with him getting stoned, uh, the uh, the dogs t- uh, attacking him and everything. They're gonna show more, uh, Malcolm X, and it's just in a bad light, you know, everything that goes on. Uh, and then from Mobile, Alabama, one thing they did make abundantly clear, clear was the last slave was traded there, and that's that was cool, Joe. Like and they they they'll push that on us, but so, they want to push the positive. So yeah, so I mean, if you wanna. If you're not black, you just want to learn a little bit, I got three book recommendations for you. So the first one is Cast the Origins of Our Discontents by Isabel Wilkerson. That's one I'm going to be personally reading uh, this week. Also, uh, not this week. Well, yeah, I should be finishing it this week. Uh, Stamp from the Beginning. That's another one I got to get to that I brought last year but didn't quite finish. So this month I'm taking as a month to learn more about my own heritage my own history because it's not where it needs to be and I know that I know that I know not I know a lot but I don't feel like I know enough and I want to know more so stamp from the beginning by Ibram um X Kendi and then the last one is going to be uh what's the King Leopold's ghost oh yeah King Leopold's pops, ghost pops recommendation right yeah there. so that was my pops recommendation and I still haven't gotten through that so I, I, that's a ton shit ton of reading I'm gonna have to do it as well as all of the great movies that come out that kind of speak to um black history so that's really gonna be where I'm at if I'm not podcasting I'm reading a book or you know I'm, I'm watching a movie for some dance so we family. know like I know a lot of people like to say, oh, America's bad with the racism and stuff like this. But those two books that he named but tell you the whole history about how it's, 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 it's in America. Yeah, but I mean, it's, it's, it's everywhere. And it's been that way for a minute. They didn't kind of like shunned on it. It's not just a, it's a worldwide problem when you actually look at it. You know, some people try to do better. But I mean, like, if you dig, dig in that history, it's, it's dirty. It's dirty, man. It ain't, ain't, ain't looking good for a lot of us and, like, what they stole, what they took, and what they try to keep 
uh, blocked off to the side about the accomplishments and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, even the author, as I was uh, listening to the the prelude to the book earlier today with uh, the, the ghost of uh, Leopold, um, King, what's his name? Yeah, King Leopold. King Leopold's ghost, as I was, uh, I'm, I'm turning back looking at it for you guys that can't see on, or listening on audio. So, uh, yeah, even the author didn't know about half of the things that went on or the, the origins behind slavery. So, and, and I'm learning a lot, and I'm, I'm probably an hour and a half into the book. I'm listening to it because I move around too much. But, so, yeah, I'm, I'm learning a lot, learning a lot. So I, I implore you all that are listening to take this month to learn something. I mean, even if you can't give back with your time or money or whatever it is that you're, you're working towards, give it back in knowledge and education. Man, I like that. Look at what the positive spin on here, man. I'm <laughs> trying. I'm trying, look, man. Look at this guy over here, man. <laughs> All right, man. And then uh, what was going to take it, man? I think you were saying somber notes, so I know you about to tell us about the 2020 continued. Like, yeah, the continuation uh, are great. Some of them have lived a full life, so I just want to kind of sprout off a few names. Uh, some you all know, some you don't. Um, some is in our circles as far as sports channels. So uh, Sekou Smith was an NBA writer, and he, and he covered the NBA in depth for quite a few years. He passed away due to COVID. So 48 um, years old. 48 years old. Rest in peace to him. He will be missed. Prayers to his family and all whole NBA community that's affected by it. Uh, Larry King as well. Man, Larry. So I think he passed last week, but we just didn't get to it, but... You know, say what you will, man. Legend. Legend in, in the yeah, field. Yeah, legend as a TV host, man. As I started, like, looking at his stuff, though, like, you know how they always, like, pop up with the fire. That dude was married eight times to seven different women. He didn't He didn't go see his kid until his kid was 30 years old. He left his, uh, his wife at the time when she was pregnant with the son, left him, and then went and married a Playboy bunny and never saw his son until his son was in his 30s. Wow. I, he was a player, obviously. The dude had, he had eight, he was married uh eight times to the seven different women. Like he, he he liked a certain thing and he didn't want that to be interrupted, you know? Uh but <laughs> legend, as y'all all know, I mean, we got everybody's been interviewed by Larry King and they always put out their best material. If you ever watching uh what's this? What's the 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 movie with Jer- Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire on there. I feel like that's what they always portraying when he go up there and he start crying. And he's like, that's that Larry King interview gonna get to you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh Cicely Tyson as well and and John Cheney. So Cicely Tyson, yeah. That actress, right? Uh, actress, yeah. Um, you know, you've I you've mean, seen all her you've movies. You've seen all all her movies, yeah. like just just legend and, and um College legend coach John Cheney. So they've done Fried a lot for tomatoes, our culture in particular, um, just in the arts and sports arena. So John uh, Cheney, man, like we ain't speaking on like well, you said his name, but I mean like Temple Legend right there. Temple Legend. Talk, talk about tough love, man. Yeah. Woof. Him, John, uh, who was uh I just remember watching college basketball at a time where um, you know, he was coaching, man, and it just was like, man, that that was tough love before. Yeah, I, I knew what tough love was in sports, but man. his his but his message got across, man. Yeah, I don't think he had any championships with him. I'm pretty sure he ain't had no championships, but his record, man, was like tremendous. He was like 500 and and 200 losses or something like that. It was yeah. like pretty good, man. He was like a 60 percent win rate, man. You can't can't beat that. Like, dude was a legend. Yeah, man. So. 
But yeah, quick uh, moment of silence to them real quick. All right, man, we're going to take a brief Good break, thing. and we'll uh, we'll be right back with the next segment. We're going to hop into some music. Okay. You think Larry King played alimony to any of those wives? <laughs> 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 like, that's a lot of money going out your pocket. I know, right? Hey, Cash, you ready to do this? Let's go ahead and uh, recognize our Patreon supporters. Give them a shout-out. We got Tate. It's my boy, Blue. We got Marty. Silent partner. Take that, take that, take that. Uh, we got Quay Quay. Pop, lock, and drop it. <laughs> God, finally got to some Quay. Yes, yes. <laughs> we got uh, Errol Jackson. I'm sorry, Miss Jackson. Ooh. Yeah, we got Bird. Birdman. We got Ryan. Jack Ryan, that's my boy. I'll let you, man. We got Mum Well over in Texas. More money, more money, more money. Uh, we got Jared. Lil J on the track. Yeah, we got Kazer. Kazer Cushion. We smoked that. Can't say that. Can't say that. Can't say that. <laughs> we, we got we got Tyrus. Oh, uh, is that Oakland Zone? That's Oakland Zone. That's right Oakland there. Zone. Too short in the flesh. Yeah, we got Rodney. Oh, Rodney Jenkins. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Uh, and then we got Corey. Oh man, the foundation is the man who even gave a dollar before we even had Patreon set up. So shout out to you, brother. And then last but not least, we got a new member, man, uh, Autry. That's my man. That's my man. Uh, so we're going to call him Mr. Antisocial. He already know. <laughs> <laughs> so that's our list of names, man. Definitely want to keep shouting y'all out. Thank y'all for everything that y'all give. We almost up to the point where we're covering all our uh, revolving fees. We got probably like another $10, $15, and we we reaching there, and we're covering those revolving yeah. fees. Then everything else truly is going back in to just for upgrades and looking to find something new to add to the pod. So... So, Prez, man, it's, again, slow music week, slow music week, but I wanted to really touch on something you said the other week in terms of just these bigger artists not dropping, but at the same time, not a whole lot of our favorite indie artists are dropping right now, and I I feel like, what what do you think? Are they, like, missing the mark? Yeah, I believe so, man. You got to get your voice out there, man. Like, in times like these, like, when everybody else is, like, like back and back, you got kind of a drought. You flood. You throw it out there. You know, people starving. You give them nourishment. You give them that lyrics, lyrical content not that way they're going to catch on. You know what I mean? Like, it's times like this where if, I'm just saying, if I was the artist or whatever, I would, if I ain't got an album ready, I'm trying to drop a couple songs, like, like during this time frame, just to keep people hooked on, you know what I mean? Get them to buy in at a time where they're looking for new music and stuff like this, you know? So, I mean, because it seems like right now, if you drop, you're going to pop up to the top already because of the way the algorithms and everything going. Like, ain't nothing out. You you get hit just for new music. Even if it's a new song, it's going to get thrown out there, you know what I mean? You may get added to somebody's playlist. They may be checking for you this time. So, you got to take advantage of these things. You got to look at, like, where everybody else saying this is messed up. Take, for example, like, well... Us last year, you know what I mean? Hey, man, we stuck at home, COVID. Mm, let's go hard. Let's go. Let's let's get it. <laughs> we putting out content, 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 content. We're going to grow, you know? Yeah, and, and it absolutely worked. But do you think that they're allowed the same thing like the bigger artists? Because, again, 
these these indie artists or artists that are on that those big platforms and have those machines behind them, they too live and die off of touring. So if you can't really tour with possibly some of your best work that you may be sitting on, mm-hmm. you may be shooting yourself in the foot because that's how whatever you're sitting on is going to grow by you going out, performing it, touching the people, the people having a chance to live with it, especially those those uh those uh, artists that aren't necessarily, uh, they're indie, but they're big in terms of they have a, a good social media presence and they got all the other intangibles working for them, but they may not necessarily be the sit at home, listen to this music artist. They are the the ratchet, the artist that talks that talk, is in the clubs, can pack out a, a you know a show like it's nothing. So they may be suffering from, yo, maybe this ain't the sit at home music. So, I mean, I feel like there's ways to that, man. And now, like, if you're the true indie artist and you ain't got the, like, the big backing behind you, you got to truly take advantage of this situation by sitting back and just saying, like, when change, when the best change happens, it's in dire situations, right? So this right here is, like, we can go on a year, year and a half, like, going, going on that, like, now, and no touring is going to happen anytime soon, right? So... Why not just recreate the game? Why don't you bring everybody else to your tour? Why don't you make your spot the hot spot to jump on week after week? You know what I mean? Like tiny, like a tiny desk, like a tiny desk yeah. performance. Like you saw uh, Griselda, they just put on a concert, and I saw uh, not Benny um, Conway. He was on Joe's podcast, Joe Budden's podcast, and he was just they were t- kind of briefly touched on it. it. wasn't a big part of the pod, but. He just briefly touched on, like, yo, they had a concert. How was it? He was like, it was kind of odd without fans being there. But me watching it, I could tell, but it was, like, minor. Yeah. It was minor. They still brought the same energy. I still watched that shit all the way through for the live performance. And I think it was dope. I think more artists should try to do that. Like, yeah. just even if you're not a the indie artist, like, let's, let's stick to the, this indie artist. You can do something very creative from your crib. If I rap right now, the it would be limitless. Limitless to how I could do it right here. You know what I'm saying? The production value, get you get you a team in there, spend the money, reinvest in your brand, and voila, you got something that nobody else got. Put it on title, put it on Apple Music. Bro, I mean, you had YouTube shit. You had uh, what six nine create a video from his house when he was on lockdown, like, and that was the situation that that's what it called for. Of course, he had the money back, but I'm saying like, there's opportunities out there. Like, if you're truly being creative about what you're doing, and you got other people around, you get some up and then record and do something wild and like throw that out there. I think some of the best videos, like one, I tell you one that I remember, like, uh, that's pretty good. It's just like a freestyle kind of, pretty much was our just a freestyle type session was when ASAP and. Uh, Tyler, the creator, when they created that uh, video. Oh, that video in, in, in the, the studio. In the studio where they were just going crazy. Had a couple guys, like, something like that out right now. Like, you just drop something like that every couple weeks, you know Yeah, your, I mean? your behind-the-scenes footage, like, I, I be thinking that we need to do that more because people love to see behind-the-scenes footage. Like, I never knew that people want to see how sausages cook, pause, so to speak. You know yeah. what I mean? They 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 want to see that. So if you can let them in on the creative process, and maybe that song never even makes your album, but you got something to hold people nowadays because I saw something in regards to social media versus audio and what's going up um, when I was looking at our Patreon stats and just looking at ways to better our Patreon. And then, like, during this last year and some change, 
when we've been under quarantine or, you know, extreme measures locked down in certain areas, video watching has went up exponentially over just audio. Yeah. So people want the visual because people have a little bit more time to view it. Back in the day, I can understand not doing, not back in the day, but shit, just maybe a year and a half ago. A year and a half ago. <laughs> you saying back, and back in the day. Back in the day, like, hey, it's, a it like, years, like it's a long time. Like it's a long time. I tell you that much. It definitely done felt yeah. like 10 years. Yeah, but, man. I'm, but provide nourishment in a famine, you know, no sleep. Just get up in there and work, work, work. Put out some content, man. At, at minimum, just leak a song here and there. Like I said, like during these time frames, if you got one, like throw it out there and it's going to pop up. And somebody going to, if you got people like us, just like, oh, I ain't never heard of this, but I'll listen. You may catch somebody, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, how you need to do it. So make sure you're out there always constantly putting that. So. Yeah, so indie artists, take note, man. Let us let us know what y'all think. Should should artists that are less popular than the big artists be dropping right now, or should they be in the same boat? Uh, we don't know. We just two guys that pod. <laughs> but let let's switch gears. This this brings us to a good point in the Wale conversation now. Yeah. So with that said, you know, now is you know more than ever when stuff is starting to sound the same. Or do do you agree with that statement that Wale put out there? I I don't agree at all. I think it was a, a lazy take, unless he was just saying like somebody saying that. context. It lacked context. Yeah, it, it like I don't know if he's saying that or if that was something that was proposed to him, or whatever. So, uh, but no, nah, I, I don't think it's uh, music goes in ways. If you're if you're just saying everything sounds the same, I think you need to take a wider. Search is like too too narrow. You need to take a wider view of it. I like to go in decades, and if you see the way stuff goes in like decades, it's a evolution of what didn't happen. Like I mean, you went what you went Kanye to a Drake sound. Like I mean, those you could see how those kind of linked up in there. Then you went to a Young Thug, right? And then then now you got the little babies, little Dirks, and stuff like this. Like they got that that sing songy type flow, but that's that's what people are into like right now. And if you're not into it, that means you ain't opening up. But guess what? You got all these streaming services. You can go listen to whatever you want to. So if you upset that ain't your artists ain't no longer putting out, like you have all this old content. Go listen to the old content if you want on want that. I constantly want the evolution. I want stuff to get better. I want the rhymes to come become more intricate. I want them to, to do different things with the beat. I like the at times I like the different voices and stuff on there. Just you 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 want something that's ever changing. If if you want hip hop to stay the same, go back and like you really wanted to stay the same like it was in the eighties. That's that's how you want everybody to sound. You got to give the music time to grow, and that's gonna be some people copycatting here and there. That's it's, it's you always, started for a reason. It's always been it's that gonna way. It's going to mimic somebody. Yeah. You're going to steal a line from somebody. Is And this is the lifestyle. Like, if you're saying, like, everything now is the thing, that's the lifestyle of the young people. That's what they're going into right now. And that's how they feel. That's that's what's the party music for them. You can't knock that. You can't knock it at all. Yeah, and I, I think uh, lacking context, but kind of knowing what he meant, I think it's more of the things that get pushed to the forefront is what he was talking about. And this is, like, me diving into some of the responses of his tweets because, I, you know, Wale is always going to be explain himself more than he necessarily needs to because he's Wale and he's going to get attacked for that take. Yeah. And rightfully so because it lack context, but in so many characters on Twitter, how could you provide more context? You know what I mean? I mean, it's, it's somebody's always going to take it a certain type of way and take it left, especially because it's Wale. But on the opposite point of that, I think he was talking about the bigger artists. 
the artists that are continuously being pushed the top 15 on whatever hot playlist that you're you're watching on random different streams you can play all 20 of them songs and 20 of them may sound very similar and it's a good chance that that happens you know what i mean but if it goes off your algorithms and what you personally listen to, then you may have a more fire playlist than the one that's being promoted to you yeah. from these various uh, music sites. So it's all in what you go dig for. I personally hate when old heads like us say, oh, ain't no new shit out there. Ain't no good R&B. Ain't this, ain't that. No, I say to you, you're lazy. Go find the shit. Like, if you're not into music no more, then say that. Yeah, and say that. Say that. If you still listen for the radio to put you on. That's that's your fault. Like that's that style been gone for a minute. And then, like I, I get what you're saying. The melody sound the same, but if you're saying that, <laughs> you're like I said, you really got a narrow view because go back to any year, Cash, any year when when Neptune's came out, everybody had a Neptune's. Beat. Yeah, and and everybody and that's sounded every, the same on the Neptunes. Beat. If you look at beats, or if you if you ever rapped, or if you just like just be looking for beats online, you will see that it says Neptune like beat, Pharrell like beat, yeah, or um, Boy <laughs> Wonder type beat. Like everybody, no no idea is different out here. Like everybody's recreating a wheel, but putting their own little spin yeah, on it. Yeah, and and it is what it is. From there, some people may pop, some may not. But what does that have to do with anything? In my opinion, as far as Dude, cream gonna rise to the top, yeah. and it is what it is. I think that people always take it a certain type of way from the sender, and that being Wale, and that that's it. I think they took it a certain type of way from that. But I I look at it like even no matter what type of sound it is out there, the scene song type flow, you're always gonna have your people that's gonna provide that substance in that, and they're gonna live like long after that sound may die because they always had that content in it. And if you look at the people that are those top ten, top fifteen, and truly like listen at what they saying, they they actually have substance in their uh in their rhymes. You like know I, what I mean? Like so I, I mean, said, like the little babies, the dirts, the uh, NBA young boy, my folks. Yeah, but like, uh, what was I going to say? I forgot. But I'll move on to the next point I I was going to make. I I just think that certain artists have it in them to overcome what's popping right now because of the lyrics. Because of the lyrics, that's always going to outshine everything. And that's the reason why artists like Wale, like a Cole, like a Kendrick, like I said last week, when they do drop, it's stuff shuts down. Yeah, People... Give them their their just do. They listen to the whole entire album. They feel how they feel. But nine times out of ten, those are the guys that are shutting shit down. Everybody else that dropped. Oh, you heard that such and such drop? You heard what, you know, Muscle's name drop and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you going to listen to it? But nah, it's not an event like when those three drop. And there's a few others, of course. The legacy acts like a hoes and Nas, M's and all that. Like people stop and listen to those guys even Buster Rhymes like the promo run he went on was like something like legendary of like in early 2000s but yeah. it got people's attention whether yeah. you liked it or not different yeah. story but yeah. what I'm saying is he promoted the hell yeah, out like, that shit and you you gotta be the one to believe in your baby you know yeah. if your baby ugly but you think it's cute you gotta go out <laughs> here and show everybody that shit cute you know what I'm saying there's somebody to say it's ugly right <laughs> So I ain't scared. I'm tell you the baby. Was yeah, 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 yeah. It was, it was, it was all right. I'm just not gonna say your baby cute. I'm just gonna yeah, say oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, that goes back to like the the little baby. You know, I think everybody used to say like you know like oh hey, they that mama rapper's name they ain't really saying nothing until the bigger picture drop. Then all of a sudden 
Oh, everybody oh, go back and listen to that. Listen, listen to what like, he's oh. saying. Oh, he ra- baby be rapping, rapping. Like, no, he was rapping before. It's just that you couldn't understand what he was saying with his southern drawl and his little lisp. <laughs> I I understood what he was saying. You know, it took me a while, but you got to get in, in tune with dude's cadence. Like, we just covered the Freeway album a couple weeks ago. It's just like that. Like, now nah, I don't care about how a guy sounds, whatever the case may be. I don't care where he's from. If he has a unique sound, and he can put words together. I'm I'm in there. And he got the shock value too. Like I was just listening to uh this and I'll, I'll mention it when we do the music uh week in review, but I was listening to an artist where he sounded kind of a little bit similar to T Grizzly when he was rapping off beat from Detroit. And he was just he yo, when I let you listen to this song, man, you're gonna okay. be like, what it was like, what's plug got to do, got to do with it? So I'm like, who in their right mind is <laughs> Thinking of putting that type of song, and if y'all sorry for my singing, but just 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 feel me here. But like, who would think to put what's love got to do with it into what's a plug got to do yeah. with it and selling drugs and make it sound dope? Yeah. So I was hooked. I listened to the whole album, and I'm like, that was my find of the week. Yeah, and that was my find of the week. Shout out to Iggy, man. But yeah. uh, but yeah, it's it's always gonna be stuff that rises to the top because personally, I like mainstream artists when they do it well, but. I'm not rushing to it. If it's whack, I'm... The only thing I will agree with him on, like, you know, every time, like, I be feeling like sometimes, like, auto-tune. They be over-auto-tuned and everything, and then just like, man, you're killing it, you're killing it. But then it'd be a song that's pretty much, like, all auto-tuned in. I'm like, man, that's that's fire. Yeah. <laughs> like, I contradict my own stuff, and I have to, like, if it's just fi- let stuff be. If it's fire, it's fire. Like, I was listening to Lil Dirt, and although I feel like the Lil Dirt album really isn't for me, there's quite a few songs on there that I was like, oh, oh so good that these, you these, mentioned these Lil are, Dirt. That's right. an excellent segue because that I won't put you on this week is, I'm going to say go listen at that Lil Dirk Deluxe. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so he did exactly what I was talking about last week. I said, you know, I'm getting tired of these artists putting all the new songs in the back, you know what I mean? Because then they don't like coming in. He put it up to the front, had a new intro into it. The first four or five songs just straight fire, and it just like kept me engaged. I went back and listened to his album. I'm going Kanye crazy. Album, yeah, I'm going Kanye, Kanye crazy. Man, so he had the intro. He had finesse, uh, finesse uh, out out the gangway. That was the one featuring Lil Baby. You had Kanye crazy. You had Should Have Duck featuring Pooh Shiesty. Who sounds a lot like Gucci to me. And I was like, man, they need to do a remix of this and just put Gucci on the verse, man. Like, cause that song was dying for a Gucci verse, man. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was like that. And then that made me go back and listen at the rest of the album with a different ear. And I'm like, man, this this was pretty good, man. Lam- Lamborghini Mirrors, uh, Free Jamel with, and with YNW Melly. Uh, stay down, changes, still trapping. Man, it was just the whole after shit. Song after the whole song. Like, shit that thing was just a good album, yeah. and I was like, this and is, it, this is what a du- like when you drop like that with a deluxe. Like this is how you grab my attention again. And it's, lo and behold, the person who did it last year with the same type of way was a uh, little baby. Yeah, what do you what do you do when you in the drought? Whether you in business or legal business, you flood the market when it's a drought. And he definitely did that with a whole new album. This ain't a deluxe. This is a whole new album. Mm-hmm. And this could be considered an album, really, if he wanted to just change the name and put a different cover on it. Yeah, because it was like 12 new songs, bro. Yeah. so He had like 13 on that before, and this was like 12 more. Yeah. Like, bro, like, man. Yeah. And we in our latter 30s. We got no reason to be listening <laughs> to Lil Dirt. No reason at all. But 
I'm in here listening to it and having my little drink and enjoying the hell out of it, man. Because it's good music. It's good music. It's ageless. It's timeless. So shout out to Dirk, man. Um, you know, he's doing great things, man, with just his evolution as an artist. Like. And that's Mr. Prez put on for the week. Go listen at that. You make sure you listen. I mean, y'all probably already are. But, I mean, if you haven't, definitely go download that. Listen to it. Give it a give it a second shot if you was like the first time wasn't good. Like the way he changed up, man, it, it dragged you in this time. Since we on put ons of the week, I'm definitely gonna try to tell y'all, go listen to that spirit of a boss by payroll Giovanni. Yeah. What's a plug got to do with it? Has been on repeat. It dropped in 2020. <laughs> but I love that drug talk with a unique, just a unique way to put it out there. Like it's funny, it's shock value, but it's dope at the same time. Like it's all those things that you need to do to stick out. And this spirit of a boss, the lead song, the intro, Prez, when we talk about the intro, mm-hmm. I'm going to play it for you later on okay. after we get off here because, you know, we can't play music on out there in YouTube land or here in audio unless the and artist gives up, up permission. Like, hey, you know, no views. We don't no want no views. problem, no, no issues. No views. Oh, take but away yeah. all your listens over here. Nah, when you- but yeah, spirit of a boss, Payroll Giovanni. And then uh, my other put on of the week is another deluxe is by Sue Surf. I don't know what the M S Y K M mean. But he did his deluxe. Yeah, he did his deluxe. His was on the back end, though. Yeah, it's on the back on another what six songs, I want to say. Yeah. But boy, he redid Beanie Seagulls, nothing like it. But I'm mm, glad mm, that he did because that intro on his original album. Hey, I went back to that. <laughs> I went back to the whole thing. I went back to the whole thing. Like, damn, it's this. This is one, of, and Sue Surf is a battle rapper. You've seen him on URL. If you don't, if you're listening for the first time, you um, um, rap league, and uh, yeah, man, that's what he's, he's known for. But he's, he's known he's for, but he's just tearing that down for me. I'm known for like I'm liking every release that he put out. Like he has some some good. He has some hits on there, man. Yeah, like, and I a think. lot of these, a lot of these uh, battle rappers of probably the last five, I want to say the ten years that have been making um, music. And oh, by the way, I do have a playlist for y'all since it's called Slow Music Week Volume One. So anytime we got Slow Music Weeks when stuff don't really come out, I'll put you on to something. Prez will put you on to something. We'll combine something here in the future. But I just wanted to put stuff on that I was listening to naturally. No rhyme or reason or no order. I just put stuff that I like on. Hopefully, I'll put you on. So And some Sue Surf is on that that uh, Slow Music Week Volume 1. Then I also got an R&B playlist as well. It's the stuff I've been, you know, just jamming to while I've been up here editing and doing my different things. Stuff Dizzle, you know? So, man, like I think what you was getting at was like, yeah, these new... Battle rappers who then came out, they actually can still like rhyme over a yeah. beat. They ain't the loaded Averb luxes. Is another one. They ain't the loaded luxes and stuff like that. Even though Lux could kind of do it, but I mean he ain't never Daylight, had to break Daylight, Daylight is another man. one that yeah, can make Daylight. a good um, can make good music. His, Cortez his, his is another one. His be deadly too. Daylights. Yeah. yeah, so I think Daylight and Loaded Lux have signed a contract to do a battle. So we definitely gonna deviate from. Ooh. What we do music wise and break that down whenever that come out. So I, I can't wait. I can't wait for that. Can't wait for that, man. But last but not least, the last put on is uh, Young Dolph, Rich Slave. I went back to that. Oh, the deluxe. That the dropped? deluxe too. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. those are the three one ones I went back to just to listen to, just to enjoy it all over again. Because you know it gets clouded, man. And when stuff drops that you actually uh, are going to listen to before you listen to these artists that you like as well. So. That's that's my put ons. That's Cash's put ons of the so, week, man. So what we got? We got Dirt, Lil Dirt, the Deluxe. You got uh, 
Sue Surf, his deluxe. Yep. You got Young Dolph, his deluxe, and, and then, Payroll Giovanni. And then Payroll Giovanni. Spirit of a Boss. Okay. And then uh I think Duckmost dropped something too. He had a song with me. Like, I don't know you don't know who that is, but he's nah, like nah. an R B type artist. R-B-C. Duckworth? Duckmost. Oh no, nah, I don't know who yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was good. I put it on. I put it on the list. All right, I right, put it put it on the list. Let's put it out there for the people, man. Yeah. All right, man. So finally, got to get to it. The allegations of rape and sexual assault with Ti. <laughs> uh, we've seen two people come out. At least that's um, that's what I'm keeping track of. Two people come out at least verbally um, that I saw on Instagram, and then you've seen Ti's eight and a half minute response. Man. You know when you talk that long, something ain't right. <laughs> like, saying nothing will get you in trouble. Saying too much. <laughs> like So not saying nothing, people ain't going to believe you. And then when you say too much, people definitely ain't going to believe you. Like, but why here, are you doing all this talk? But why here's you the thing. Are you trying to get me lost up in here? <laughs> but here's the thing. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't in these situations. When no, you're accused, Yes, when you're accused of this type of shit, of, no. if you didn't do it, you want to clear your name, right? We asked... We asked Tory Lanez, man, say something, man. Say something if you ain't do it. Blah, 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 blah. And he dropped, a whole, whole he dropped a whole project. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about it. It's not funny, but I'm just saying, like, this, this can put a stain on your name, regardless of whether you're guilty or innocent. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's going to put a stain on something. This all you got to do. I didn't do it. We are fighting this in court. The truth will come out on that. And as long as you don't pay somebody off and like, oh, it's all hushed up, because then people are gonna be like, oh, okay, you paid off. Like, but even even if you do, what said is said, confidentiality, you can't, you know, court case is sealed, whatever the case may be. I would much rather go about it that way, especially with something like like this. But like, as much as he's been doing for his community and vote and all this different type of stuff, what he does might. What does that mean? I'm saying Bill Cosby look, sitting over no, here no, no, up what, what Bill Cosby what did I'm for a generation. Is, but what I'm saying is. He's going to lose a lot, like just off the allegation. So he's trying to get ahead of it because you don't know what that man got going on or whatever. I'm just saying that's why he probably opted to do the eight and a half minute social media post on yes, it. Yes, because he probably looked at the optics on it and seen what happened to R. Kelly, seen what happened to uh, Bill Cosby. He was like, man, you got to say something or everybody's going to build up this case and you more going to come out and say this. They don't know I'm fighting and they're going to, ooh. Let me go down bad for you. Yeah, but then, you know, you run the risk. Like you said, you got to please everybody, right? So he said what he needed to say about anybody that has been victimized of rape or sexual assault. Or he, he said the things that you needed to say to be politically correct in it. But at the end of the day, this is one of the things that I feel like this segment ain't going to be too long because I got to wait and see approach. I don't have yeah, an opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have an opinion just based on how this Tory Lanez thing is going, and now, you know, like, it's just stuff, like, you just well, got to let stuff play out. Yeah, man. when you gotta let it play like out. this, where nobody knows anything, it's like, he said, she said, and it's like, uh, I, I really want to wait these situations out before I speak bad on anybody's name. I'm just, but I'm saying, looking at the situation, how he should handle himself, like, how I would do it, like you and didn't have this in court or yeah, whatever. He didn't, he didn't have like, to say a lot of it, press like, like eight minutes, bro. Like that's a that's a long time. You're gonna have people, people gonna think one way now because like you're trying to talk around it. Either say it or don't. Like that's yeah, it. One of the cats I follow on Twitter, uh, he's funny as hell, man. But he was like eight and a half minutes. This ninja did it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> 
laugh, I laughed out loud. I was like, ain't that the truth, man? Because when you got to over-explain, you normally, it's, it's some shit ain't right in this situation. You may not be guilty of the whole, whole thing, thing, but, but some point. shit in there <laughs> ain't right. <laughs> It may be a small portion. <laughs> it may be a small portion of some shit yeah. you did, man. Wow, man. Like, T.I., Tiny, they, they wild, man. I mean, they're not wild. It's, they a wild. Of, it's a lot of drugs up in L.A. Hey, who knows? I got drugged. I passed out over here. I'm sorry this happened. It, it, it could be one of those situations. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, who who, who knows? Like, yeah. So I, I, that's, yeah, it's crazy. Crazy situation. We'll wait to hear it out. We ain't going to put no dirt on his name. We're going to wait for the verses of... Uh, God bless the dead. But like you said, Larry King, like all the stuff that he was... <laughs> I hate to bring it back. I know. Wait, where am I going with this, right? Yeah. <laughs> but he would... Cosby, Larry King, these are some wild boys into some wild <laughs> shit. Like, so before y'all go out there judging people, like, or what T.I. and Tiny into, I, I know plenty of couples into those same type of things, mm-hmm. and they go to work in corporate or put on that that uniform at work, and you would never know. You would who never cares? know, but like, who cares? That's their business, That's their business. I don't, you know? I don't care. And somebody's just like, like I, now on that portion, I feel like they're just trying to get in clout by putting their name out there because it's a mutual lover, lover uh, thing at that point. You mm-hmm. was involved in it. You was okay with it. Yeah. Uh, so don't like keep their business separate. Y'all handle your business and get it out. If, if it's some personal shit that's going on and it wasn't quite what you're saying, it is. Again, if they have done any sex trafficking with minors, rape, oh. sexual assault, any sexual of that, trafficking yeah, with minors. yeah, yeah, that that was part of it too. That's part of it too. Um, so if, if any of that, that has happened, man, you you know how I feel. Throw that sucker under the jail, man, because mm-hmm. you know I have daughters, I have kids, and. You gonna boycott his music after that too? Or if if he's found guilty for any of this yeah. stuff, if it goes to court, yeah, I just I mean I probably wouldn't listen. I wouldn't listen no more. No, okay. No, I mean if if you turn out to be a scumbag like that, then I, I gotta let you go. I don't listen to Kells still, but you do. But I mean, <laughs> we different. You gonna keep we, we different. We different. <laughs> hey, I have purchased those albums. That is my. Hey, he may be where he at. That music though has his. Yeah, it, it can never, they can never let it just go away. They can never, never take it away from us, Shep. No. All right, again, again, this ain't a laughing matter, but again, we don't know what's going on in here, so we won't, we don't want to deep dive anymore. Just wait and see, and you know, we'll see how this 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 works out for Ti and Tiny Man. Ti versus Lil Flip. When is it going down? <laughs> Never worried. Thirteenth. <laughs> <13th. laughs> oh man, yo, y'all, y'all keep it locked, man. We gonna come right back. We gonna take a brief break, and uh, we'll come back with our sports takes. Cash. So let's get on into this Super Bowl talk. Oh, let's Next do it. week. Next week, right? This, well, sun- this, week, this Sunday. This, this, this Sunday, Sunday is going down, man. We got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. All right, what do you think? Because I, I don't care. And I don't I don't, I don't, I don't. Always bet on Pat. Oh, okay. Pat? Yeah, always yeah. bet on Pat. Oh, okay. 
Hint, hint. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think is going to happen? What do you see as the outlook on it? Uh, he got cleared from all his little protocols. Now he's good to go. Tom Brady, don't F around and throw three interceptions in this game because you will be down big and you're not. there's no coming back from that. You you don't have the arm. You don't have – you got the offensive weapons, but y'all just don't – y'all ain't been in the system long enough to overcome AB, what you did last week. A.B. is hurt though, right? Yeah, but he'll be available. He'll, he'll be, be available. He's a little dinged up. He didn't play much uh, during uh, NFC Championship. But okay. but w- with that said, man, like they like I said, they can't fall behind like they did uh, – they they played earlier this year, like I think back in November, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, November 29th. Don't quote me on that. But anyway, um, yeah, the Chiefs jumped out big. Pats, not Pats, sorry, Bucks came back and they made it seem like more of a close game than it was, but it, it really wasn't truthfully close or ever in doubt for the Chiefs the entire the entire game. Both teams, um, Offense, I'll stick with the Bucks first. The Bucks are a lot better offensively and defensively. They're playing a lot better. I'm just saying oh, in defensively, terms defensively, I get Yeah, it. defensively, but I'm just saying they're playing a lot better, more in sync. Um, Mike Evans, I remember all season long, we were like, what? Damn, they not getting the ball to Mike Evans, not getting the ball to Mike Evans. But he's been elevating as that lead guy. And uh Scotty Miller, the random deep threat that like it's always the West Walker types that come out of nowhere. He like one of those, man. Just he always find a way to get open. So I think they're he's starting. Quick. He's quick, He's quick. Man. They're starting to develop that type of uh, thing. And then you also got Gronk, who's... I just, we're talking about the Scott and Miller. Can I jump in real yeah, quick? Yeah, jump in, jump in, yeah, jump Because, like, on that Scott and Miller, man, I feel like they, they use him sparingly. What they do is they sit out there, they analyze who is the weak cornerback <laughs> and who is, like, slacking up a little slow one. And then that's when they throw Scott and Miller in for that little quick look. Oh, we're going to burn him real quick. You know what yeah. I mean? They get them tired out. Like they they sit up there. Yeah. It's like the old rope dope. They, 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 yeah, they 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 wait it out, wait it out, <laughs> and then um, just hit them with the quick strike. Yo, receivers are coming over. Hey man, he he leaning this way. Oh, he keep doing this. He keep doing that. It's like they they just take certain plays not off, but the receivers are paying special attention to the weaker guys yeah. on that uh in that DB core, and then and they got so many weapons they can just save it and just like. Okay, you ready? You ready? When I hit go, you go for it full speed because he's been <laughs> out here and we done wore him out. Exactly, exactly. So, like I said, I think the Bucks have to play a damn near perfect game in terms of turnover game on offense oh, yeah, in you, particular. Because you're not throwing three interceptions. You're not throwing three three interceptions and, and getting over that. And I've been hearing all these talks about who's the better quarterback and legacy and all that shit. Like, let, let's put a pin in that. Damn a legacy. Like, he's just getting started, Pat Mahomes. If he loses, so what? I can guarantee he'll probably be back again. Yeah. This isn't a legacy-defining game. For him. For him. No. Like, he's too it's young. It's legacy-defining for Tom Brady. Yeah. So, if you think Tom Brady, if Tom Brady then wins this game, do you think he's he's done? He, he hangs it up after that? Or do he come back? I think he comes back. He's, and, he just don't strike me as one of those guys that's going to want to ride out Ride out. Then on I top. definitely want to, like, I guess if I had to pick, I want the Chiefs to win. If if Brady would be done if he win, I say let Brady win. Just let him win one more. And be gone. Get out of football. <laughs> <laughs> I just want him done. Uh, but if if he is gonna be back either way it go, then yeah, yeah, Chiefs, just give it to him. Just give him a reason so he can think that he need to come back and like play again at least, you know. Yeah, man, I'm interested in some of the prop bets and all that stuff that's coming out, you know, the color of the Gatorade or 
Yeah, color the Gatorade. Who's gonna sing the first note on the national anthem? What song is uh the weekend gonna start out with? All these dumbass bets. Oh man, yeah, it's a lot of stupid stuff like that out there, man. Which which song do you think weekend? I don't know, man. With? Like that's what I'm saying. Like it's a lot of stupid bets that I'm willing to throw a few dollars at. You know, I know it's quarantine times and, and people struggling, but uh do you I'm, start off with the best hit and then drag it? He got so many hits. I don't, I don't know what he's going to do. Do we do the man. cocaine song? I don't think he's going to do any of the cocaine-influenced songs. So that's half his catalog. I think he's going to, yeah. <laughs> but sometimes, like, here's the thing. Pop culture don't know The weekend is singing about his pains of drug abuse. <laughs> they have no idea. No it idea. took him a while to get skeet, skeet, skeet. <laughs> they have no idea what he's talking about. It took him a while to get that. No idea what he's talking about. But but here's the thing, man. Um. Back to the, the game. Yeah, my man. fault. My fault. I derailed. It's cool, man. We, you know, this is don't see on the Cali podcast. <laughs> if you want, if you want us to just hear about the numbers, and you can go to fucking ESPN or Fox Sports and go sit with Shannon and Skip for that and the, the arguments. We just here to have a good time. This barbershop talk, DSC podcast talk, couch talk. But that offensive line worries me, <laughs> Kansas City, because no. Mahomes just got hurt, just had a concussion. That uh, that pinky toe. You know, I know he had some time to get well over the course of the last weeks, and he looked pretty good last game because they protected him well. Somebody probably put a bounty on all those offensive linemen's head. See, you let that man get hurt. You, you never know my, what might happen to you. You never know what might happen to you. But no, man. Chad Henney played pretty good. I think he can kind of uh, toss it up with him. Hell to the <laughs> no. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> Chad who? Chad who? <laughs> oh, man. This dude been a backup for damn near 10 years. He robbing. He robbing in the field team. This is his game, Cash. He the type of dude that be like, oh, where my helmet? I got to go in? I got to go in? It's my turn? No, 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 no. He the type of person I can see, like, uh, man, when he finally do get in, he's like, that next play get knocked out too. He just too excited for the game. Yeah, man. man. Try to do too much. He think he, Pat Mahomes, going to go out there and run and just, <laughs> done. Yeah. So in this game, no prayers to, to to be to answer it though. I think system is gonna outweigh the dogs that they got on the Bucks. I think oh, the system oh, oh, outweigh the you, system. Like they've been in this system in Kansas City. Oh, yeah. They know what works. They have. They don't have the lesser players. I think they have the better wide receiver as a as the lead receiver, hands down. They have the better tight end. That that's really all you need. I would, <laughs> you know, I would the, say when it comes to like, but after court. that is it. After that, the Bucks have them. Yeah. You know, they have the better quarterback. So the the key positions on offense, they have the Bucks be that. But then after that, the deeper you get, I think the Bucks are a lot deeper. But they are as productive as Kansas City's other guys on offense. Yeah, and now I think the ingenuity of the offensive coordinators, so the the play, the play callers, is what it's going to come down to. Uh, because oh, let's speak on the play callers. Highlight it. Black yeah. History Month, baby. Hey, hey, man, you got Byron Leftwich and then you got Eric B. Enemy over there versing each other. But Eric B., man, and uh, Kansas City, man, they can come up with those plays on the fly to just feel like backyard ball. You ain't getting Brady to play no backyard ball. Brady can't do that backyard ball like uh, Pat Mahomes can, and they can just come up with a play on the fly to do it. The best you're going to do is getting a receiver to do something and be athletic. Like I was talking about the Scotty Miller who finding the weak guy and going off. <clears throat> but Pat Mahomes, them, they, the, the Kansas City Chiefs will come up with a truly new trick play that they've been working. They've been saving all season. 
It seems like they always have like one of those and all those close games, and they ain't ran out of them yet. So coaching experience. I mean, yeah, you know, uh, Bruce Arians didn't get his first head coaching job till about sixty years old, but he has the coaching experience. Been to a Super Bowl as a um, coordinator, got it. But he hasn't. This is his first Super Bowl as a head, head coach. coach. Um, he liked to play the blame game. Yeah, and, <laughs> yeah, I know, right? And Andy Reid has been to the Super Bowl. This is his third time as a head coach, and uh, you know. I think at least one time as a offensive coordinator with Green Bay. So he has they both have a ton of experience with being here. But I think winning one with Andy Reid, like that that ballsy call that he had in the AFC championship, and then um of course winning it last year, like I don't think there's no stone gonna be unturned in terms of what they do play call wise. Like so I, I just think that he's gonna have more confidence in his quarterback and his his team to do whatever. It's going to be something wacky that happens out there to where you can about that that swung the game. Yeah, I can that tell you who's going to swing the game. If they go in that halftime and Kansas City is up, game over. If they if they're not up by forty seven points, game over. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Them, them boys ain't no joke, man. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs, man. Raiders don't know who got their number. Oh, God. He had to put that one in there. Had yeah, to put you, that you, one in. You know, you know that, man. But anyway, um, so we had a blockbuster trade, bro. Just oh, for the NFL yeah, offseason. The NFL, like the NFL offseason. Off All right, so two first-round picks. We're talking about... <laughs> Uh, you saying that with a serious face? Let's go. Keep it going. Okay. Keep it going. Go so, ahead. So two, we're, first, yeah. two former first round draft picks. It's, it's Stafford and Golf. Just so y'all know, Lions yeah. <laughs> and Rams <laughs> made a trade uh, for Golf. Two first rounders and a third rounder, uh, all going to Detroit. And Rams are in win now mode. Apparently, I wasn't aware, but. Apparently. They have been in win now mode. Just, <laughs> so. way they, just the way they've been structuring their contracts, like over and over again, mm-hmm. like they're always in that that money crunch. So they always got to win with the team that they got right now. Until I mean, with this setting back another two years, so they're gonna be two more years before they can start like drafting into. Hard, like I don't want to say black anything blasphemous, but I'm starting to think like are some of these first round, second round picks like. Depending on who it is, and and my, me being an Eagles fan, sometimes you hit, sometimes you don't. Like yeah. it's 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 not as valuable as people, people like make to, it seem. Yes, it. I, it's, I, it's all about the scouting and 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 all that. Like certain teams that that keep a good player and develop players. I mean, you could just think of some of the smaller teams that continue to win year in and year out. Of course, some of them have great quarterback play, but just think about some certain teams that put a great team, like Colts. Last few years, Packers, and I'm just going off the top of my head, but you could probably name a few other teams that consistently win yeah. and don't have high price guys. But the Ravens are are Ravens, another one. Yeah, you know what I mean. They just have a a culture and, and a staff. Pittsburgh, they don't pay nobody in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Ben was the only one that Seattle been getting paid. Seattle is another team that I you know we'll we'll trust our coaching staff and our culture over hiring this big name guy. So. You know, with that said, like, I think we do overvalue first round and second round picks. Don't get me wrong. They are valuable. That's why, you know, people highly covet them. And you know what I mean? But I don't think that what Stafford is going to do, in, you know, over with McVay, he's never had that. Yeah. 
he's never had that. And, you know, I was reading something earlier. It was like, do you know that Stafford's numbers got better after Megatron left? Yeah. He actually started passing <laughs> the ball around. <laughs> it was better. But, but people will say, no, people will say, people that casuals will say that Stafford's numbers, his big numbers came because he had Megatron. No, 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 no. He started passing around making what Marvin Jones Jr. and uh, even stepped up a couple tight ends, you know. But if you have Megatron on there, you're going to throw the Megatron. Why wouldn't you throw the Megatron? Yeah. So I can see why he was going there. Like, I got Megatron. I'm going to throw it up. It's just like you got random mouse. Like, I'm about to get sacked. Just toss it up. Oh, caught it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. That'd be Same every thing time. if I got D-Hop. Uh, right. I'm never going to take a sack. I just throw it up D-Hop. Like, 50-50 chance. <laughs> Absolutely right. Absolutely right. So do you, do you think it was too much, too little? or How, how do you think it's going to shake out? It's, I think it's appropriate. Uh, like you saying with these first-round draft picks, like uh, I don't know who the new coach is, but I know how that franchise is. with Kneecaps? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how kneecaps is with his uh, drafting, but I know how that organization is. And they don't usually hit on those. <laughs> so, like, for me to actually get excited <clears throat> would be like my dumb ass getting excited for the Raiders every time. And, and golf I mean? was like a first round <laughs> pick too, but he's damaged goods, man. Like, if he couldn't, if you can't work with Sean McVay, who can you work with? I don't think he was no good. I like, think the 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 Detroit Lions got the worst end of that deal. If they're because they don't get to use those first round draft picks until next year, they basically saying this year's a watch because. Golf wasn't starting those last couple of games. Don't the like, Jags have the other first round pick from the Rams <laughs> this year? That's what, yeah, man. I mean, like, there's something to be said for how their GM is structuring things. Like, look, I'm gonna make trades. I'm gonna get um, lower end free agents. I'm gonna get those guys that didn't quite hit on their first teams, but I know that they can really ball, and I know that our coaching staff can do what they do. Like, that's how it seems like he's approaching things. Like. The draft. I'm gonna leverage all these draft well, picks. I mean, they gotta get. I mean, it's L.A. too. L.A. always won a team, but they never really come out and support. And you know, if you ain't winning in L.A., but you have to win over the course yeah. of a few years well, for you know, bring people you gotta out. You win constantly in L.A. for them to actually like come out to all the games and stuff. That's the problem they always had was like selling out and stuff like this. So it's one of those things like they always gotta have some type of draw to get the fans up. Yeah, and they have a huge like uh, uh, population, but as far as keeping the fans, they they they'll go out and go to the beach instead of going to the There's <laughs> so much the game, so much so. to do in the states, you know. Right now, you know, <laughs> we locked up here in Germany, just you know, just kicking it. You know, yeah. snow, rain, can't, haven't seen the sun in several days. But my yeah, initial thoughts, it. though, my initial thoughts, Rams got the better end of that deal. I think Stafford wasn't done. I think they've been holding him back. Uh, I, I didn't expect Detroit to, like, truthfully let him go because they never let go of anybody. Any one of the thing, people they think is, like, great. They don't care. As long as you're in contract, they're going to hold you. Uh, but lo and behold, they let Stafford go. They ain't let Calvin Johnson. They ain't let uh, Barry Sanders go. They had to retire. Ain't yeah. that some shit? Yeah, yo, you just noticing that somebody else pointed that out on, on Twitter. I forget who. It was some other player, like the one. They had to but I was just like, to get out of. I that. was already thinking that same thing too, though. I was just like, man, they had to retire, but they they let Stafford go for. People would have gave that up for Calvin Johnson and all this. No, no, we're not letting him go. Yeah, and I don't, and I don't know why. If you could have made your team better, that's that's how much they believed in their their uh, coaching and all that. But 
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm looking forward to Stafford having a second lease on life and getting out of that purgatory that is the Detroit Lions franchise. Sorry, D. The team sucks. You should leave now. Like, you were thinking about leaving, bro? Leave now if you're listening. So, uh, with that said, man, we got uh, another uh, topic here, man, a scumbag uh, that is uh, Seattle Seahawks. <laughs> I don't know what position he oh, plays man. there. Don't care. Uh, Chad Wheeler, never heard of him. But um, he damn near beat this girl to unconsciousness. And yeah. when she woke up, it was reported that he said, oh, I thought you were gone. Yeah. He sat there ate some food afterwards. Yeah. Fucking... Oh man! God. I mean, man. people were like, "Oh, he's mentally like whatever." Like you can say that about a lot of these players, but we don't. Like we got a whole documentary where we talked about uh, Aaron CTE, Hernandez yeah, yeah. with the CTE, but everybody look, "Oh, you're this killer!" Like, oh, you, that wasn't messed up. But now we got this guy. Oh, he may be having like mental issues. Let's cut him some. Sl- no, damn, they killed somebody, and then they put a, like a a great photo on him. Like, where's the photo? Of him getting locked up, looking all crazy with the crazy hair and everything, like they always put out there for the uh, African American male or you know what I mean, the minority male that they always put out there when they try to paint them in the bad light. You you even must see no uh, when they talking about Antonio Brown on here, they just showing him throwing furniture. I ain't, I hate that I got to back up Antonio Brown, but <laughs> they showing him throwing the furniture off the top. They showing him just doing everything bad. And they ain't just putting up a picture or nothing like that of him. That's just him in uniform. As the media, man, constantly, man, like you think as we getting further and further past this and everything that happened in 2020, stuff still the same, still the same. They going back to the old tricks. They they, they fooled us for a minute, for a couple of weeks. <laughs> they stormed the Capitol, and now they back to what they doing. <laughs> I feel you, man. I don't have much more to add than that than to throw them under the jail, charge them with what you need to oh, charge them, right. do away with them. Like he don't deserve too much more of our airtime. I mean – of course, this is going to happen time and time again. A, a lesser-known guy like this guy happens to do something egregious, something something that's unfathomable, something that you know you just can't imagine anybody you, doing. You know what I mean? As he, a man. Wanted, he wanted her to bow to her, bow to him, right? That's that's what started it all. She wouldn't bow to him. Like, what, what in the world? Type yeah, I, yeah, I have no idea crazy, what, what dude is going through. But, yeah, man, I hope he got everything that's coming to him, whether that be from... Jail cell, her family members, whoever. Eh, you know, if it happens, it happens, man. Like you, you, you too big of a dude. It's just being a man at all, man. Like I, I don't know whatever leads dudes to put their hands on women, man. Like I, I just can't condone it, man. So throw them under the jail, man. Throw them under the damn jail, Perez. You got anything else for Chad Willing? Not a damn thing. <laughs> Not a damn thing. So with that said, man, um, uh, I think. I think we're ending pretty early here. No, 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 no. We got two more early. topics to talk about. I think we're ending pretty early. We got two more topics to talk about. We're going to get these out. So we finished the book this week. Gotcha. The got Crack you. Era. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Kevin Childs. Yeah, story of Kevin Childs, man. And uh, you finished it uh, about a week before I did. Yeah, maybe two weeks two ago. Two weeks before I, I did. So what was your thoughts on it? So this book is about, like, the crack era going up in the 80s. So we done heard you done had the paid in full. Uh, you done had the story of uh, uh, the heroin age, like, in the 70s yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah. You done seen those movies. But this the other, this the other side of the Alpo and... Uh, and Rich Porter and all them, like, 
just the other guy who was like getting money in New York at the time and everything. This is his story. So yeah, he's just one one of many. I mean, a lot of a lot of guys, and these are the type of books that I like like to read because um, you hear about them a lot in music um, coming up, or you just hear stories about some of these guys lore because believe it or not, not every uh, drug dealer wanted to be seen and heard. You yeah. know, they were flashy to a certain point um, back home in New York City. So he grew up in the Bronx, but, uh, you know, did his thing in Harlem and, you know, kind of moved out OT, went to Baltimore and in D.C. And, and stuff like that and, and did his thing. But he just kind of took you through the ups and downs of the drug game yeah. and the non-glorious and non-sexy parts, how he lost his mom um, due to a hit from cats that really wasn't even about that that life in terms of where he was in the game at the time versus just a random stick-up just, just random stick guys. And um, they were, I guess they were dealt with how they were dealt with. That's kind of how he alluded to it. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I don't want to give away so much, uh, so much of the book. There's a lot of um, things out there as far as um, YouTube videos with interviews he's done promoting the book with Funkmaster Flex uh, and, and countless others um, that he's been on. So, you can either read the book or you can kind of look at the interview, then read the book and, and kind of see listen if you want to audio, listen at the audio. But it's it's a good listen to like this. Yeah. It's captivating, like the Fed time that he was faced with and how he just kind of kept fighting through it. It, it was it's, it's an amazing story, man, of a guy that went from doing that and he didn't have to. Like that's that's the thing, man. Like the money was so easy back in the day. Like he didn't even have to sell drugs and he's he referenced it. Yeah, a lot. Like he just happened to do it because he was good at it. Yeah, it was a couple parts <laughs> of that that caught me, man. That I was just like, "What?" Uh, so the first part that caught me when he was talking about the basketball and him being part of the, the the traveling basketball teams that they would have that the drug dealers would sponsor and everything, and then turned out like a lot of those guys that were sponsoring was a. Uh, uh, yeah, wasn't, yeah. Wasn't all didn't didn't have the, the best intention <laughs> of the players in mind. It was more oh. their desires. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, "What? <laughs> like, how you just gonna catch?" Oh. He, the, when they talked about it, in the when they when it was the book was speaking on it, it was just like so casual in the little part about, "Oh yeah, this was going on." And everybody knew it, but it was just like, "Hold on." These guys was fronting for them and like paying them, and then would approach them later on, just like, "Hey, if you need some more money, I can really take care of you." <laughs> <laughs> just praying on these guys, and I guess yeah. everybody knew it back then. But he, yeah, it, <laughs> like I said, when you read it, like it caught me off. Like I was like, "Oh, yeah." Oh, hold just up. So, How uh, do you just like and like other so gangsters casual, too, like Wayne right, Perry yeah. and stuff like that that you heard about back in the day? Like, yeah, everybody knew Wayne went that way. It was like, what? Like I, that's not the first time I heard it. Um, in terms of I just have a fascination for the shit, uh, and I don't know anyway. But that's not the first time I heard it. But just knowing that certain guys will blow your damn head off, mm-hmm. but was sweeter than you know, like it yeah. didn't make no difference. They were still killers. They were yeah. just kind of like Omar from the Omar Wire. Omar from the Wire. That's what they you know what like I mean. That's kind of what time. Omar from the Wire it seemed like derived from is just some of these other different characters out here in the street that. You know, I mean, they just happen to like same sex. And then when it was coming on later, when he was talking about his relationship with uh, Alpo and, like, how he was still dealing with Alpo at the uh, Rich Porter's uh, death and everything and didn't really know, like, he was kind of engaged. And he could have been at the point of almost getting set up. I thought that was uh, pretty pretty intriguing as well. And uh, how he ended up getting caught, the, the, the ending thing, you know, how he got locked yeah. up, how it wasn't – 
they never called him on what they should have called him by. He was good on all that, and he was making all the right moves on on everything. He had like his store. He had a bunch Legit of people coming businesses. into it. He had, he he had all that. His houses, everything. You know, didn't leave money there. Didn't leave money here. But it was just like him trying to venture out. It, it seemed like he was always at the point where he didn't want the fame, and then when he actually like got into like, oh, I got to put out my art music, and, the music yeah, and stuff, yeah. and you starting to get the the spotlight on you. That's when they said he no. still don't look comfortable in front of cameras yeah. and stuff like that. He's just one of those dudes that's kind of built different in terms of just the spotlight, and he's just a straight up businessman and always has been. And you just think about all of the cats that make it out the hood or don't make it out the hood that have that mindset and that business mindset, what they could do. Like you said earlier in the podcast, what if I knew I could do this? Yeah. You know, what if yeah, you put this in front of me? Because these dudes, these drug dealers, man, like a lot of these stories that I've read, these dudes can fucking run Fortune 500 companies. Yeah. And better than some of the guys that's doing now, they're just not afforded that luxury and that, that head start in life. And that's what he spoke on at the end of it, too. Like when he finally went away from the maximum security prison to the where he was going to where the people got white collar crimes and he started hearing about yeah, the them and he's the yeah. yeah, he he's hearing about the white collar crimes. He was like, yo, if I would I th- he thought that the only way out was drugs. But if they if the stock game or whatever was available to all these other uh, to these people in front of the hood, they would easily be doing some of these other crimes, making millions that and then going <laughs> to these uh <laughs> just minimum security prisons and stuff like this, you know, like they, they could have been, they, they was just that savvy with it and, and smart. They wouldn't like come in on the sense, but they, they could, they can work stuff out and, you know, they would, they could have got money a different type of way and probably wouldn't have been looked at as like spending 20 years and 30 years. I mean, they could have been just 10 years, but still had all the same amount of money. I thought that was an interesting take too. Cause I could definitely, he was smart. And it was like, uh, he was talking about at the end when he, when they had his brother, and they wouldn't let his brother testify because his brother was a valedictorian and all this, and they, was willing, they were scared they were going to use that on the case against him. Just like, hey, the dude is very smart. Like, it's not nothing. It's just a path he chose. Yeah, yeah. So, again, uh, go get that book. Listen to it. Download it. However, you, you know, you normally uh, do your books nowadays. Uh, it's called The Crack Ever, Crack Era by Kevin Childs. And, uh Again, man, it's a really good read, so so check that out. If you're looking for something a little different than what you normally read as far as self-help books or history type stuff, so check it out. And the final thing that we got for the entertainment little section is uh, The Little Things with Denzel Washington. Little Things with Denzel Washington. So, What was your thoughts on it? Uh, when it, it, it? The way it ended, I was like, like that? Like this is it? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm like, who is it? Who was it? <laughs> Who was it? Like the whole time, like me and my wife are like, yeah, good, so you, you spoilers. We, we, we no, no, I'm not. So I'm not <laughs> spoiling it. I'm just saying, like you're not gonna think who. Just watch the movie. However, it is. Who did the killing? You know, it's a thriller, of course. So you can you can. See it's a mystery. That. It's, it's a mystery, mystery, but just check out the movie in its entirety. All I can say, ain't no way this movie should could have came out in 2020. If 2020 was open and we had movie theater or they was about to leak this movie, this movie bombing. Oh, you think so? Yeah, just because of the, the the culture. You know what I mean? Just uh, like how everybody was looking at like uh, the cops and everything mm-hmm. versus now. It was like whew, when when they was going through here and like 
He's playing a cop, and you know how all these cop shows, like, somebody was like, I push the limit, but I get results. Yeah. <laughs> like, <that's> what, <laughs> it's, it's like that type deal. So, like, uh, yeah, he's... <laughs> it's a hey, really. This is a 2021 movie. I can watch it with a different light now, and I can like uh, uh, enjoy it. But this came out in 2020. I would have been like, "How dare Denzel?" Hey, Jared Leto played <laughs> acted his ass off, man. So Yo. he killed that shit. Yeah, he man. killed that role, man. So like, a shout out to him. I know you know Denzel's getting the top billing, but who was the other guy up in there? I don't know um, who the what's other guy. Uh, just, he man. did. All the actors did yeah. real good on there. Uh, yeah, all of them did like amazing in this this movie, man. But yeah, the, the the way it ended too. I'm I'm like I'm same way. I'm like, like Jazz, who did it? Like, cause I'm I was like damn near falling asleep. So I'm asking my wife, like, who did who who did it? What was that? What was that? What was it? And then she's like, it was nothing but this. And I'm like, so so who did it? She's like, it was just this, bro. I was like, what? I'm like, <laughs> I wake up from like like kind of dozing off because we watched it fairly late. Now fairly late for me, we started at about eight thirty. So it's yeah. a two and a half hour movie. You know, and I'm. Tapping out. Yeah. <laughs> it don't matter what time. They could have slimmed it down. They could have slimmed it down, but uh, but overall, it's been getting rave reviews, and I think it's a really, really good uh, movie. So the next one I'm going to watch, and may- maybe we talk about it next week, is Lockdown. Have you uh, heard of that one? Mm-mm. What's that one? Uh, just about these. Uh, did you see the previews with the, the folks um, kind of going into quarantine, doing all of those FaceTime calls and stuff like that, and just this one couple kind of going through it during quarantine? But it's all sitting around the quarantine and how their relationship changed from being locked down. Okay, I'll check that out. Yeah, so um, it was, uh, I forgot the guy's name, and I'm horrible with actors' names. I'm going to try to get better at this, y'all, that are watching in YouTube land but that, and that are listening. But he played in uh, 12 Years a Slave. Oh, okay. Uh, the lead actor on that. Yeah, yeah, I know who you're talking so, about. Yeah, he's a lead on this yeah. on this one. Like, So, yeah, he's, he's in his bag, his acting bag on this one because it's, got to think it's they're in their house or nearby their house so it's everything you could think of just quarantine mm-hmm. so it was it's good so far i'm halfway through it okay yeah but uh denzel man denzel movie man it's little things be, little things it's check it out be entertaining i would say definitely watch it tell us what you think on it uh tell us what the hell happened <laughs> <laughs> yeah man that's but it wasn't as bad as the other one his son movie man Tenant. I watched uh, Tenant, man. I'm still, you tried to, you still, I'm still confused. I done watched all I, the YouTube not, videos trying to explain it. Stop doing it. Stop doing it. You wasting your damn time. That's why when I be texting you, you don't respond. You over here watching Tenant videos, and I need you to respond to goddamn text messages, man. I'm still trying to figure out what in the world happened. I know it was it was, it was, was visually pleasing, but I was, I'm like this the whole time. What in the world happened? Yeah. What in the What did I watch? If anybody can explain Tenant. Please let me know. Please <laughs> let me know. It was. It's, I'm like good. I said, I'm, never, I'm never watching it again. Visually, never. it was good. Visually, it was good. But I don't know what in the world was going. Don't on. don't don't try to outsmart me. Like, come <laughs> on, man. Like, what's the point of me watching? Yet, yeah, don't outsmart me as a director. Like, damn. Like, it's a point where you get to being too goddamn smart. I get I, it. I, I can understand see it. The I don't want to spend my time. Pre- That's the only thing. Like, it's not that I I can't understand it. You know what I mean? I don't want to put that amount of time into understanding it. If they ever come out with a director's cut for this and you haven't seen it, that's the one you should watch. Let him explain this and what the hell he was doing. Yeah. Uh, what's what's the name of that director? Uh, Whatever his name is. Look, you need, to direct, um, you need to release a director's cut. Christopher Nolan. Christopher Nolan 
all your movies need to have a director's cut. <laughs> I don't, you know, don't matter. Like, put just give put me it the option right off the bat. But give me the option with you or, or watch you, it alone. You, you overthinker. You overthinker. You critical thinker, man. Give me, give me a chance. That was that Interstellar and now this, man. Like, yeah. Then he also make the. Uh, you went before that with uh, Inception. Yeah, he made but that. But I got, in- I think I got Inception. <laughs> See, <laughs> I, I think I understand. <laughs> I think I understand Inception. But this one, it was like, whew. Oh, man. But, hey, with that, man, Cash, I, mean, I think that's it, man. That was a, uh, we did a pretty good one this today. Yeah, 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 yeah. Brought the energy all throughout, all throughout, man. Uh, like I said, I can't wait to read these books and watch some of these movies that are coming out. I know the uh, Fred Hampton movie's coming out here pretty soon on February 12th or 13th. Oh, yeah, the Black Panther movie? Yeah, so I can't wait for that one. That's one I've been looking forward to ever since I, I saw know, the man. previews. I'm, I'm kind of skeptical on it, man. Oh, nah. Because we, I, I like Lakeith Stanfield, but I feel like I'm going to hate him in this movie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, follow, if you follow Blogzilla, it's, uh, he's a black uh, movie critic on Instagram. He be dropping like just little joints out there, like oh, what you should watch this weekend. So that's how I like oh, okay. remembered about lockdown. So he he definitely dope with it, man, and, and reviewing the uh, the movies and definitely doing the interviews and stuff like that. So just check him out, check him out, man. But with that said, man, I'm Cash, one half of the Don't Sleep on the Couch podcast. Until my right, Mr. Press, we out.